This is Metabolic Insights from Levels, your source of research-based information about metabolic health. Find this article and more at levelshealth.com forward slash blog. YCGM super user Gabe Mendoza upped his carb intake intentionally. The nutrition and fitness pro used his own body as an experiment and was blown away by the results. Why Carb Timing Matters Written by Jessica Magala Gabe Mendoza is a level super user, having been a member for more than two years and one of the most active participants in the levels community. His openness about his self-experiment to optimize his blood glucose response and build lean tissue to maximize metabolic health has his social media community abuzz. Here, he shares how he increased his carbohydrate intake and timed it to his body's needs to build muscle and drop body fat in two months. Though he shares exactly what he eats and when during the day, Gabe says his meals aren't designed to be prescriptive. Instead, he sees them as a blueprint for how you could conduct your own experiment. You can track your progress by watching how your body reacts on a CGM, paying attention to how you feel, and then making tweaks when necessary. We talked to Gabe about this latest self-experiment and what he learned. Years ago, my goal starting with levels was to optimize my health and understand my glucose response. I love data and learning, so this was a great chance to experiment with how my body would react to different foods and eating patterns. I came from a CrossFit background. Then through COVID, I built a home gym and tried to find the most efficient methodology to reach my physical goals. Once I got that initial knowledge from wearing the CGM, it seemed like my habits were on the right path. I worked towards optimization. I feel like I'm at the point where the more you know, the less you know. Optimization is a never-ending pursuit, and that's what I love about it. One year ago, I ate pretty low carb, about 50 to 150 grams per day. In January this year, I transitioned to 250 to 300 grams of carbs per day. In March, I did blood work, and my fasting glucose and insulin levels were all on the right spot. I followed that up with blood work in September. My fasting glucose was 94 milligram per deciliter, though I did have coffee before, and my HbA1c was 5.2 with low ursuric acid at 4.6 milligram per deciliter. I got back into bodybuilding. In the bodybuilding world, there's been a shift where thought leaders promote health and physics. Before, it was eating to grow as big as you can, but there was no consideration of the dietary impact. You looked great on stage, but metabolically, you might have been suffering. An article I read piqued my interest that talked about how you're most insulin sensitive in the morning and to a lesser extent in the afternoon and at night. I wanted to shift my macros around to match my body's ability to process these nutrients most efficiently and I was curious about what it would do. My plan in action. I structured my meals to eat my most insulinogenic foods, carbohydrates, in the morning when my body was ready for them. This strategy would maximize my carb load, and I would also eat as little as possible. I ate four meals per day. Meal number one contained 80 to 120 grams of carbs, while meal number two contained 100 to 120 grams of carbs. Meals number three and four were focused on fat and protein and were low-carb. Here's a deeper look into what I was eating for each meal. Meal number one, 8 a.m., post-workout. Non-fat Greek yogurt frozen berries, polyphenol red powder, and a piece of fruit, e.g. nectarine, plum, apple. 
Meal number two, 11.30 a.m. White rice or potatoes. Ground elk, salsa, carrot, sauerkraut, leafy greens, fruit. Meal number three, 3.30 p.m. Ground elk or another lean protein, leafy greens, nuts. Meal number four, 6 p.m. Red meat or fish for protein, leafy greens, vegetables, butter, or gahi. My choice of foods is based on personal preference and understanding how my body reacts to certain foods because of the CGM. Early on, I experimented with sweet potatoes, but those brought on a huge blood sugar spike. Now, I eat two cups of white rice, which surprisingly causes less of a rise and helps me reach my macro targets while supporting my goal. I eat a lot of ground elk because I'm a big meat eater, and I love game meat, bison, elk, venison. I came up with my carb goal based on math, but these numbers might look different for someone else. I knew I had to meet my protein goal, about one gram of protein per pound of body weight. From previous experience with keto, I know I don't feel good on a high-fat diet, so I kept my fat intake to 20% of my total calories. Since I knew my target calorie intake, 2,800 calories, I filled the rest with carbohydrates, about 300 grams per day. Seeing the results, I've been running this self-experiment for two months and it's been great. My glucose is very much in control with a baseline of 70 to 80 milligram per deciliter fasting at night. Blood sugar excursions are high, a 30 to 50 point increase, but these drop back down to baseline within 30 minutes. I'm not experiencing an energy crash either. This pattern tells me that the carbohydrates are being shuttled in the proper glucogen stores, liver, muscles. I started 15% body fat. After four weeks, my body fat fell to 13%. Now, after eight weeks, I'm down to 10% body fat. Anesthetics are always fun to play with. And because of my body fat percentage, I can see visible abs and my vascularity. But that's a cheap goal. Today, I'm more concerned with the importance of muscle and longevity. Something I learned about after reading a lot and listening to Dr. Gabriel Leon and Dr. Peter Atia. I wish someone would have been in my ear 10 years ago, but I'm 34 now, and I'm excited to see where I can go in the next 10 years. Lessons learned. I made a tweak during these two months by adding a pre-workout carbohydrate drink. I'm monitoring spikes to see how this change impacts my performance and meal response. A month in, I see a spike, but nothing worrying. More importantly, I'm seeing better workout performance without impacting subsequent meals. I do an hour of resistance training with a heavy load. Previously, my stamina was suffering towards the end of my workout. That leads me to think that although fasted workouts are great for fat burning, your body taps into your fat stores to fuel your workout. Once you're lean, maybe your fat stores are not the best fuel source. The results from my experiment have been positive overall, and I plan to continue on this path. The only thing that will change is my goals. First, my goal was my body composition. I wanted to see if I could keep or increase muscle while decreasing fat mass. I did that, but at some point, my body fat will increase again. I'm not trying to stay at 10% long term. As I work to increase muscle mass, I will raise my carbs and add calories. My protein and fat intake might not change, but carbs definitely will. I'll continue using my CGM to ensure things are okay. Because 350 to 400 grams of carbs spread out between meals is a lot, 
Only the data will tell if I'm still keeping glycemic variability in a healthy range. I like to use levels as reassurance that I'm doing things right. It's like bumpers in bowling. Ultimately, I believe that building muscle is positive. If we make moves with metabolic health across the country, the reality of being under-muscled needs to be addressed as much as being overweight. You need to change how your body processes energy and focus on putting on more metabolically active mass, and that's muscle. Narrated by Jamal West. Find this article and more at levelshealth.com.